0: All right, everybody. Welcome out to the Domesticated Savages podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So I've got some new people here on the podcast. Some friends. We've got some new blood here on the podcast today. First off, let me introduce Mike. How you doing, Mike?
1: Doing good. Glad to be here.
0: All right, it's sweet, (laughs) Mikey. We're gonna get into more about Mike here in a minute. And I've got. Carlitos. Carlos, how you
2: doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. Just uh, representing Affirmative Action over here. <laughs> Diversity. The diversity hire. And I've got Kyle. Mm-hmm. The ADA hire. The ADA <laughs> hire.
0: <laughs> I'm here. How you doing, Kyle? Good. 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 He's filling in for Jeremy today. Missing a couple Chromies, no big deal.
3: <laughs> too many, too less, we don't know.
0: We don't know. Find a, we we do find know. out. You pulled that hat rim down real well. Ooh, real <laughs> All right. So we're starting off here in the podcast. I'm excited you come on here. Uh, we're going to tell some stories. A couple of my boys I've got here have been on the department for, well, Mike and Kyle. How long have you guys been on the department? A year. No. A year. Mm. You guys here in the background,
3: casting couch.
0: We've got the peanut gallery. <laughs> Joss, we've relegated her to the casting couch.
3: A.K.A. support system. The support system over here. Support system, And uh,
0: we've also got uh, Carlos's better half, Gabby. She's over on the casting couch as well with Jocelyn. Maybe we can get some pictures of that and put it up there at the casting couch. You guys probably want that. We know. Only fans. Only fans. Only Only fans. fans. (laughs) That's the only fans. Hey, three cops, one mic. (laughs) (laughs) Three cops, one mic. Followers, the savages, Yeah, they understand. There is equity in everything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Equity (laughs) in everything.
0: I like it. All right, so... Kyle and mm. Mike, you guys have been on for a year. How you guys mm. feel about the streets yeah. so far? Oh, I love the streets. Mm-hmm. I thrive in the streets. Hell yeah. I live in
2: the streets. And I've got Carlos. How long have you been a cop for? I've been a cop for 12 years Um, on the streets for nine. I did three years with a jail. With a jail? Yeah.
0: You did three years with the jail, and then you did nine years as a police officer. Yeah.
2: Not all with our department. No, I with did another department six, nearby. six years with our department. Six years with
0: ours. And with our department, what have you done?
2: patrol um school resource officer and then back on patrol i did some detective work with domestic violence and property crimes during the summer but nice
0: is that what your sro
2: yeah yeah so in the summertime when they you know release us and there's nothing to do because there's no students at school they ask us if we want to go on patrol or do detective work and so i chose detective work
0: nice okay cool like honestly from the stuff you've done so far what's been your favorite position patrol you like patrol the best dude i love patrol yeah me too so I've been a cop for 17 plus years now and I've done the majority of on patrol. Yeah. I fucking I love patrol. Yeah, that's my Dude, bread and you butter. You never know what you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. And obviously my two newbies right here, you mm-hmm. guys have done patrol. What are the initial thoughts?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Is it what you so, thought it say would this. Be? So I, I don't
0: want to like take away, like yeah. obviously we've been cops for a long time, yeah. yeah, but I want to kind of get into what these two are experiencing a little bit right now, because this is something I haven't done on the podcast yet. Okay. Talking to brand new guys who've come out and just been on the streets for just a little while. Mm-hmm. You did the Academy, which is approximately like what? Seven months, mm-hmm. Yeah, six, seven, seven months, six, months, yeah, six seven yeah, months. So and like you, field training mm-hmm. which is three, how long is that three months, three, three, months ish, yeah. three months and then after you get off three uh fto past fto mm-hmm. the testing portion of it you get assigned to a squad and you got assigned to my squad mm-hmm. so i popped your cherry you're
1: walking <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. it's been it's been a good pop
0: He's yeah. a good you're pop. Welcome. I'm big, good. At that. Was he gentle? Big pop. Was he
2: gentle? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. He's <laughs> <laughs> a rough pop. Oh, well,
0: Sarge, you're a freaking task a Rough master. pop. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I will say That's... this. Things they tell you in Academy, you know, like everybody's out here and they're in sketchy situations. When you go into that, you think you know, you're like, ah, this thing, this isn't, you know, it's not going to be like that all the time. It's like that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> sketchy situations oh, all sketchy the time. Sketchy situations. Dude, 24/7. They are seriously, though, right? They're sketchy. They're sketchy, right?
1: Yeah, but it's, it's nothing. Like the Academy, though. Nothing like the Nothing Academy. Nothing like the yeah, Academy. No, no, no.
3: So that's s- some of the nuances. Well, they're controlled. They're controlled environments. You're not used to that. You know, yeah. you're like, hey, if, yeah. if shit goes sideways, it's okay, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll debrief. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out what you can do better. Not on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> true. So, it's just That's dynamic. some of the stuff that
0: I want to break down right now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've never done this on the podcast yet. So mm-hmm. this is something that I want our listeners to really understand. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of harken back to me and Carlos. We can harken back to the times we were new long time ago for me, a little bit less long for you, but still kind of a long time ago. You guys have it fresh in your brains. (laughs) Do you see save yourselves? I'm going to ask you some questions right now. You've kind of already alluded to it, Kyle, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you said that you know, you're going to the academy and you're doing scenarios yeah. and you're saying, okay, this is yep. scenario a, you're dealing with whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. You deal with that and you know that it's just a scenario. Yep. Nobody's going to yep. fucking die. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to get hurt, beat up or hurt. And like, if you fuck it up, Oh, well yeah, and scenario. Yeah, you end scenario and you talk to the person after what did I do wrong? It's yeah. like, they tell you yep. a, B and C. Yep. Okay, cool. I did this wrong. But on the streets on them, streets, you understand mm-hmm. that that's not the really, really the case nope. you never know what you're running to so from your perspectives and you can kind of give me both of your perspectives they're the same that's fine if you have a little bit different perspective we can get go one by one but from the academy coming out and working on them streets what is the biggest difference you have seen yourselves from what you are trained and what is reality
1: good question you want to start well, I think my perspective is a little bit different than yours because I was in the jail before this. So, okay, so
0: i yeah. give you a little bit of a yeah.
1: precursor to what yeah. you're doing now. Because it was the same at the jail. The the jail academy is nothing like once you actually get in the jail. Mm-hmm. So I think it's the same. You're kind of ready for that a little bit? It's the same on the streets, though. It's very robotic and the code and buy the books and everything like that. And when you get out there talking to people, it's... That's not how you talk to people. So maybe with Kyle, it's like a
3: fresher perspective because yeah.
2: he went straight from what civilian work and then yep. Yep. Right T-Mobile into- <laughs>
3: consultant. 5G, let me know. <laughs> Jeez, 5G, let I me got know. You. This podcast sponsored by T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sponsor. Yeah. That's a good sponsor. <laughs> That's
1: I feel like your, your perspective is a little different. Oh,
0: yeah. What did you have, Kyle? You not being in any type of law enforcement right. perspective beforehand. Yeah. Yep. What's the biggest difference for you coming from the captains Getting on the streets. Like
3: real street. Well, I remember in the academy, they would say everybody's out. You got to be, you have a high alert all the time. First, I don't know if it's first day or first week on the street. First, let's just say first week on the street, I was with Phil field training officer and learning how to do things. And we stopped this kid, you know, just typical stop, you know, it's like a low priority call. This kid ends up having felony warrants. And this kid's reaching in his bag. And so I naturally, you know, trying to like take what I learned from academy. Keep your hands in your bag for right now. Kid keeps reaching in. Hey, I got a cigarette. Let me just, let me spark it up. And I have my torch in my bag. And so I just, you know, keep your hands in your bag. That's what they teach in the academy. You, you want to keep their hand. hands. Hands are keep what? Your
0: hands out. The yeah. Hands
3: are what kill you. Hands are what kill you. Exactly. And so this kid keeps reaching his hands, trying to get in his bag. Hey, keep your hands in your bag, man. Keep your hands. Right he's out telling you. you that he wants to light up a smoke. Yeah, he just wants, I just want it to, let me spark up, man. I just got my torch right here. So I tell him, you know, keep your hands in your bag. You Put your hands in your bag. You're handcuff you so he reaches his hands in the bag again and grab him handcuff him you know sit him down and he's like oh i'm really nervous right now. i'm really scared right now you know i didn't do anything wrong so naturally from civilian to you know cop work you're like well this person's like a genuine person they're, they're scared you know i get it you know there's been times when i've been pulled over and i'm like oh man like, i didn't do anything wrong this kid he ends up having felony warrants like i was saying we arrest him for his felony warrants, and we're looking through his bag, right? Yeah,
0: you're doing that search, incident yeah, to arrest. Yeah,
3: instant to arrest search. We're looking through his bag. Where that kid's reaching for his torch, there's no torch in there. There's just a Glock. There's just a gun in there that he's trying to get to. So there's no torch. He's trying to get to light up his cigarette. He's just trying to get his, get his hand in his bag so he can pull out his Glock not to do what? I mean, theoretically, probably, why is he probably reaching shoot. into his gun? Exactly. He's trying, he's trying to grab his gun. gun. He's trying to get his gun. So I don't know if he's going to shoot. I mean, theoretically, we're thinking he's going to try and pull that gun out to shoot exactly. us. And so that was kind of my transition to like... It
0: was like a wake-up call? Or, yeah. or was it
3: like, this shit's real? It was like, holy shit, what they tell you in the academy where everybody, you have to be in high alert all the time because people are going to try and do shitty things and you don't understand why they're going to do them. That was like my transition to like, this is real. You, mm. need, to, you, you need to be on high alert 24-7 because Somebody can have a gun on them, they can have weapons on them all the all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. So
0: how far into your field training was that? That's
3: my first week.
1: Damn,
0: bro. <laughs> no. That's a freaking baptism first by week. fire right there. I mean, it's it's first not just week. some it's...
3: motherfucker reaching into his bag trying to yeah. get to yeah. his trying gun. to grab a glock. Trying to grab his glock, pull out, you know, maybe right. shoot us. And that's not just high alert. That's you being in control. Yeah. Exactly. Because if you're not in control of yeah. that
2: situation, then they're in control and then mm-hmm. that's when you get hurt. Right?
3: One one thing I will say about Academy though is like they always tell you they're like, Hey, you need to be like every. Out there is potentially trying to kill you, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody out there is potentially trying to hurt you. They're trying to get to guns, they are trying to get to weapons. 100%. And so when you leave the academy, I remember when I graduated the academy and I'm like, I mean, I grew up, you know, I I grew up in not like a necessarily like a ghetto part of the city where I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's, you know, it's traffic stops, speeding tickets, etc. cetera. But when you get out there and I'm graduating, I'm like, yeah, it's probably not like that all the time. First week on the job, on the street. There you go. There's a gun. This dude trying to get to a gun to pull it out and potentially shoot us.
0: I'll tell you right now, Kyle. That is a great story, and I'm glad that it turned out really well for you, Yeah, but I'm really glad that you actually experienced that Mm -hmm. so early in your career. I'm really glad you experienced that because some guys won't experience that initially, Mm -hmm. and they might get a little bit complacent when they're dealing with people thinking like, everybody before this person has been fine, Mm -hmm. so now I'm going to think everybody else is fine. Right. And then when it comes down to it, brass tacks, mm-hmm. when you get into a situation, a person wants to hurt you or kill you, mm-hmm. it might be complacent and let them get into their bag. Next well, thing you know, that person is producing that Glock and
3: it's a different story. Well, that's a tough part is because not everybody gets that experience, right? So we had other recruits from our class when we were graduating that were complacent they're like benefit of the doubt, right? This person's like, yes, person's not lying to me. This person's telling the truth. There's times when we had recruits that were like, you know, given warnings on felony two aggravated assaults. <laughs> you know, like they're like, ah, you know, you got to get these t- taken care of man <laughs> <laughs> and so they're they filtering officer sort of like whoa, whoa whoa, no this person i mean this isn't this is a felony too man this is a serious offense we gotta take him to jail right. uh, i'm just gonna give him a warning no i mean <laughs> <laughs> that's, i mean i don't know yeah that's not how we do business bro no, but it is interesting because it sticks with some people better than it sticks with others some people it sticks with like this person has committed this crime this person needs to you know be arrested be taken to jail like you take him in on those warrants and some people are like ah, i don't want I don't want to have to deal with that confrontation with this individual. I don't want to have to, like, potentially have to fight this individual because I know they already have, like, a history of violent felonies. I don't want to deal with that. You think so. that's
0: what it is? I, I think sometimes I, I think, think some, some guys, these guys don't want to have to deal with a person who could possibly be a person who's going to put yeah, forth a confrontation. I think
3: some people, they have a difficult time with confrontation. They don't want it to tell somebody, hey, I'm going to take away your rights by placing you under arrest, right? Because you have a felony to aggravated assault. You have a history of a violent felony. I'm going to arrest you. And there's a high possibility that person's going to probably fight you because they already have a history of like violent felonies. And I think that some people have a hard time with like that confrontation and being like, I'm taking you in on that warrant, man.
0: This is interesting because I, I think it's completely true and accurate Mm -hmm. because i remember it being myself Mm -hmm. it's a different mindset as a police officer saying at this point in time i'm going to take this person's rights away i'm going to put them in custody i'm Mm -hmm. going to take them to jail i'm going to take their rights away Mm -hmm. i'm going to put them in jail i'm going to arrest them Mm -hmm. and put them in jail if that was a different transition Going from like, I like my freedom personally, like taking yourself out of that equation. Yeah, I like to be free. I want people to be free because that's how my mindset is. I like people to be free. Yep. Yep. But you've got to transition. Now this person has committed a crime or they have a warrant for that crime in the past. I need to take the proper actions and put them in jail. Because Part they're time. dangerous to other people at this point in time. No longer does it matter. I want them to be free. And I need to make sure that I take action to save the public. And that's a that's an interesting concept. But I think the sooner that you can get that in your mind, it's like, no, I'm out here protecting everybody else right. mm-hmm. from this possible
3: person who could hurt them. Exactly. Because yeah. if they're going to do something once, they could, you know, more than likely, more than statistically, likely. they're going to do it again. Exactly. Right? It's like somebody stabs somebody once, they're probably going to, if they can get away with that and they don't have any type yes. of consequence they're going to They probably have the propensity. Yep, the propensity is exactly. there. Maybe this time it won't be somebody else that's like in the same dynamic or whatever. It might be somebody that's like Just a random, a, a, a pregnant, you know, 6 month or 6 week pregnant individual that they get stabbed and that's that's a shame, you know. You don't yeah. want to you don't want to feel somewhat responsible for that. Well,
0: exactly. And if you don't take action that happens, like who who who's responsible? Exactly. You are in reality. If you don't take action, you could be responsible for that Mm -hmm, shit. mm -hmm.
2: And so,
1: yeah, for sure, it shows. Though with like field training officers,
2: so I had an issue with uh, taking action when I was with a different department. Actually, the first department out of the jail, and I'll tell you why the jail was different. I don't know if you experienced this, uh, Mike. Uh, The jail was almost like you couldn't move without looking at your superior. Like, can I do this? Right. So it was almost like any action you took, you needed approval. So that was a hard thing for Mike.
0: Nodding his head yes, right now. Yeah, Yeah, hundred percent. That was,
1: that was the biggest difference I think I saw coming from the jail okay. is that on the road, you can actually make your own decisions.
2: Right? Yeah. You, you have a little bit officer, of autonomy. Uh, discretion. Discretion. Yep. Discretion. In the jail,
1: yeah, you could you could write people up, but it's still like, hey, Sarge, I got this guy that's doing this. Can like, I do this? Can I write him up? Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So you almost Kind of always... like that recruit the other
2: day asked if he could uh, arrest <laughs> him, but he called me up and said,
0: Sarge, and I've got this guy. Can I arrest him for this?
2: Yes, you can. <laughs> so I struggled with uh, making decisions and like domestic situations and things like that. And, mm. you know, it got to the point where like they would say, hey, Carlos, you know, like, you know, what's what's happening? What's your issue? What's the problem? And so I tell them my history and like my background, like, dude, I'm from the jail. Like anytime I make a choice or a decision, I got to I gotta seek approval before I execute that decision. Right. And so I had a sergeant tell me once, if you act in good faith, I will have your back 100%. Yeah. And he set me free. I, I felt like the shackles were off and I was like, sweet, I can do whatever I want. Like in the sense of like do good, but yeah. I can act, and as long as I'm acting in good faith, he'll have my back. Yeah. And so that's what set me. You're free. welcome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. yeah, thanks. No, but that's it was huge. Walmart that was a, coming soon. There was, there was a big difference from working the jail and the, and working the road, and it is two different animals. Mm. It it shows that recruits struggle with it, though. Ask
1: me, Jocelyn. I was mentioning to Joss, I was like, hey, so we were talking, and I was like, so Carlos was on a dead body call, and and I asked if it was closed, and she's like, yeah, because it's normally not. I I was like, okay, so we get it. No, yeah, we've talked about this on the podcast that they're mostly naked. Dead bodies, they're naked. You you might die when you're naked. Yeah. Unfortunately,
2: they're 90% naked.
1: Unfortunately, I was talking to him, it's like, sorry, babe, on a dead body call. I'll talk to you later. I'm like, oh, is it clothed?
2: That's a yeah. given. It's the one where that girl quit because yeah. yeah, yeah, You were
3: you. He was, Ooh, he was there. He was there. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Was it the anyway. suit? No, it wasn't. It wasn't bad, yeah. huh? It wasn't bad. He That's was, when you gave her the pep talk. <laughs> she did. Yeah, the pep, you know the pep talk. I'm oh, talking. I know the pep talk. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the pep talk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> anyway, I was just yeah. bringing it up that unfortunately, yeah, they are normally not dressed. So, normally,
3: yeah, but well,
1: well for uh, someone to say that they're gonna not be able to handle that,
3: so my first daddy maybe my, not. Well, they, have they have the, should they touch have on that dead, more in the academy.
1: They do, though, they show a ton of pictures and yeah. video, they, they have people getting so those,
2: those. Are usually of the instructors. It's different when you're up there <laughs> a person seeing a shell of someone yeah. The
1: only thing yeah. I hear in my head is. is uh Napoleon Dynamite when he's like, I'm on dead guy duty. That's
2: well, the Napoleon Dynamite. That's well, uh, This sorry. is like. I'm sorry, it's not your Libra,
3: it's tough because when you see see a dead body versus when you see photos of but a dead the body, smell. it's a different. Yeah, the smell, the, smell, the atmosphere, yeah. like you can mm. feel well, the. I cannot. You can it, feel yeah. death. You feel death, yeah. You can feel yeah. death. Honestly, I want you guys to tell some rookie stories. So my first dead body, my first dead body call. We love dead bodies. Oh, yes. my first, <laughs> no. no, it was not a naked dead body. My first dead body was actually a suicide. And so this gal, she was in the bathroom. She was locked in the bathroom and the call is was, I, I wasn't initial on this call. The uh, one with the uh but no longer works us. You can't say me, bro. They're d- cancel <laughs> me. <laughs> this was with another recruit, actually a friend of ours, DT. Anyway, so he, <laughs> he's initial on this call. We go out here and so we're like, okay, it's a dead body. it's a suicide. So we go out to the suicide this this girl, this nice gal. She's in, she's locked she's in the bathroom of this house and she has five kids and so she ended up shooting herself. Left side of her head. That's not very common. Females no. don't shoot themselves. A, yeah, they usually OD, right? I had a gunshot suicide. That was female. Or a female? Yeah. Oh, Dude, that's man. not
0: as common. No. Dudes do it more often than
3: chicks. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this one, this one was a so it was a it was a gunshot left side of the head, blew out the front of her forehead. With yeah. kids. With kid, five kids, five kids, and Ooh. so we go to this call. Me and my field training officer, we go to this call, and he's like, "You ever seen a dead body? You know, just kind of like an '80s horror movie." He's like, you ever seen a dead body? <laughs> 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 we go to. the- <laughs> <laughs> we go to this call I'm like oh I haven't seen one yet I, I you know I've been on you know field training for a while and I've never seen a dead body we go to this call and we walk in the house when we're walking into the house the, these five kids are outside and they're like I mean they're just you know just like you would imagine right it's like your mom died like you're distressed like you're how
0: old are these kids
3: uh oldest one's probably like 14 youngest one's probably damn. 6 damn that's damn. young then it's that's young amazing. man it's, tra- it's traumatic it's hard bro it's traumatic dude it was terrible it was that's a that's terrible situation Ooh. there's nothing you could have said of these kids to be nothing. like, Yeah, no, there's nothing, there's nothing you can say, dude. Exactly, and that's why I said nothing. And so, when I walk in, good call, I, dude. You know, I I'm no dentist but I think it was a good call <laughs> <laughs> I walk into this house and I'm like okay so what do what we got and and another recruit who's from the Sim Academy class he's like hey so you know we have statements from all these people this is what happened they heard the gunshot so on and so forth and so my field training officer is like okay well let's see what we got let's go look at the body so we walk down this hallway and we hear sad music playing I mean sad not Disney channel no shit. not Disney channel sad like we're talking like legit sad like we're talking Nicholas Sparks notebook sad and so <laughs> The <laughs> so we walk back there, there's sad music playing. And so we see on the counter, we see on the counter, the, the kitchen sink there's like a bunch of notes that are written to each member of the family, the dad, the kids, each, each member, a sad, like, note, like, I'm so sorry for what I, you know, and there's sad music playing. And so in her left hand, she has a gun and the gun is placed on her lap where she had shot herself the left side of the head, the right side of her hand. She's holding a family portrait of her, her husband who's like the stepfather of like majority of these kids covered with blood. And so this bullet had bounced around in her head from the left side of the entrance wound and it blew out the front of her head. And so I go in there and I'm looking at this body and it's the weirdest feeling in the world because the first dead body I see, I'm just thinking like, well, when are they going to wake up? <laughs> you know? No serious. It's no shit. Feeling. It's it makes like, sense, dude. you look at them, you're it's like, when are they going to wake up? It's a weird feeling. It's a natural yeah, feeling. It's, 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 it's natural very feeling. Nice. It's weird seeing so I'm someone. At, yeah, it's I'm, very normal. I'm looking at this dead this dead body and I'm like, oh man, when she's going to wake up? It's so freaking weird, man. Like she's dead. And so that was my first dead body was a suicide. Now my second dead body was a little bit different. My second dead body was... Uh, a little east of where we're working it's like a retirement home we go in there and i mean it's it's not funny it's not funny but I'm laughing already. It's going to be funny. It should never be funny. I will say this, this older individual who's, you know, he's a little bit heavier guy. I wouldn't say obese. I wouldn't say not obese. He ended up having like a heart attack, or stroke, something like that. And so they're feeding this dude, like they're giving him spaghetti every day, which honestly, I mean, if I eat spaghetti every day, I might want to die too. But so he ends up, he ends up having a heart attack. I thought attack. you are Italian, bro. Well, I'm Italian, but I'm not that Italian. <laughs> he ends up having a stroke or a heart attack or something. He smacks the plate of. S- spaghetti when he dies all right so he's like oh my god my heart and smacks the spaghetti so he's a bald he's a bald fellow you know and so this spaghetti's on his head and so it looks <laughs> And it looks I mean, I I walk in and I look at this dude and I'm like, holy shit, this is my second dead body. All right, it's getting a little bit better. I'm not feeling as queasy. I'm not feeling as like weird. I'm not thinking like, hey man, when are you gonna wake up? Should I should I put a tourniquet on him? You know?
0: (laughs) Put a tourniquet on his
3: heart. Put a tourniquet on his heart, you know. Wake up.
0: Stop the bleeding. (laughs) And so I see
3: this dude and he has spaghetti. He's got spaghetti on his head. So I call the person that you're supposed to call, you know, the evaluator. And so I'm like,
0: Who's the evaluator? It, or sorry. I don't know who that the is. The medical examiner. The med- medical are okay. like The, the? the evaluator. Okay.
3: All right. All right. Evaluator. All right. The evaluator, <laughs> hey, you know. They're hey, like, hey, the savage crew, they know who the emmys are, okay? Hey, yeah, the emmy. All right, the me, the evaluator. So they're like, you know, they evaluate, like, yeah, this dude's dead. And so yeah so looking at this, so they're like hey what's his medication so I'm going through it and this dude has more medication than Charlie Sheen bro. <laughs> <laughs> this dude has so many so many different meds and so I'm like so I'm reading it to her and I'm like you know there's a dead guy in the room with like a, just reeks of spaghetti you know spaghetti wig on his head. just re- like this dude has so much spaghetti bro I I literally, I think I'm in Sicily right now. There's, there's 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 numerous places spaghetti. And so I'm like oh my god. So I'm reading i'm reading medications and like i mean dude when i say clap syllables i'm clapping these syllables trying to pronounce these medications (laughs) and there's nothing worse than when you're talking to the me the medical what is it examiner examiner (laughs) evaluator evaluator Evaluator. Evaluator.
2: (laughs) now known as the evaluator (laughs) rookies honestly yeah you better tell me
3: they're like hey do our evaluation he's dead
1: That i'm trying I, think to, I got that from the spaghetti on his head dude know.
3: they evaluated that spaghetti was not a wig that was <laughs> actually food but so they're i'm trying to I, if
1: it was a freaking
0: wig i would have shown up and i would have blown it you off you probably <laughs> do,
3: you would <laughs> drop the, you would have dropped the fucking knee of freedom on him the people's knee <laughs> people's knee we can tell the story in a minute <laughs> yeah but so i'm reading this i'm reading this medication to him and i'm like uh you know uh and they're like ibuprofen like, oh <laughs> shit yeah <that's> <laughs> <old."> <laughs> so, <laughs> so i'm that's i'm trying like, to put up and Dude, over this, the dude, counter shit. this dude has... Fifty different medications. I'm reading all of them. They're like, okay, all right, good, good to know. And so they ask me, they're like, do you have his identification? I'm like, yeah, oh, he doesn't have an ID on him. I can't find. Him. I've looked through the whole apartment. They're like, okay, what would you, you know, it's my turn. I'm an evaluator now. They're like, what do you think? What do you think this guy weighs? And I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm two twenty five. I'm thinking this guy's like two seventy. And they're like, okay, two seventy. How tall is he? And I'm like, I'm like five eleven. They're like, okay. So they send out, you know, they send out the cleanup crew and they come to, you know, the body They come to bag him out, bag him up, and. Like, like you know take the body out these guys these like little scrawny guys i mean they show up i mean they're like skeletor senior junior (laughs) (laughs) they show up and they're looking at me and they're like how much did you value in my 270 i'm 200 i'm 225 like he's not that much bigger and they look at him like bro this guy's 350 (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh shit all right okay and so i'm like you always err on the high side bro yeah well see that was that was my second body and the first one we didn't i mean it wasn't my call so i didn't have to you know bag her up the second one we had to bag him up and i'm like. 270 you know i'm spaghetti like, adds weight Dude, i will say bro there's no meatball so i would have said 350 with the meatballs but you know i'm like with or without his wig <laughs> without <a> spaghetti wig <laughs> is that marinara or is that just the tomato sauce <laughs> and so they back they, they, they're like this, this guy's 350 bro i'm like all right well I, I don't know and so i have to help them put the the guy in the bag all I can say is the dude was 350 when yeah, I picked his ass up. You helped him put him in the back. I helped them pick him in the back. Yeah. The well, they, body, ask, they the asked the body asked me, snatchers. They asked me. Yeah, body. Snatchers. They asked well, me that's to help. Their like, job, man. Well, I know that's it's their saying, job, it's but not... dude, I'm telling you right now, two of them combined isn't as much as me. I mean, that's their job, though. Yeah, but dude, two skeletons. is about What are they gonna do if you food. weren't
2: there though? Struggle. That's
3: my point. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, struggle. We yeah. got
2: struggles There's
3: too. So we do have struggles, but they're like, well, you know, and like they asked, they asked, are like, you know, you think you can help me out? And you know, I'm a courteous guy, bro. I get it. I'm a courteous. Guy, you know you're a nice guy too.
2: I get it. So So, I'm
3: like, you know, can I help? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can help. And so we do. I mean, bro, when I dead like Ronnie Coleman deadlift this guy up, I'm like, this dude's 350. Damn, I pick him up, put him on the cart, and we're walking down the elevator. And I that was my second dead body, but I, dude. With God's grace, it did not stink like dead body. It stunk like spaghetti. Wow, <laughs> wow. There's four or five plates think, of spaghetti, and one was on his head. I don't think I could eat spaghetti after that, though. Well, I don't you know think what, I dude? Could I could I'm it, not though. gonna lie. I took one of his spaghetti. <laughs> 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 not the one on his head. You took one. No, I didn't eat any spaghetti. But man, I will, I will say, I was like, oh, man, that. dude, if you you give you give this poor dead guy, I mean, this dude's in heaven. He's looking down on himself, and he's like, man, spaghetti again. You know, he's like, no wonder I kicked the bucket. Yeah, no wonder, man. Dude, I I, th-
1: I think I've got you beat on weight for dead body gay. All right. Like...
0: I love the fact that you guys are telling dead body stories because, honestly, we tell those pretty frequently because yeah. they're just out of the norm. It's they're true. out of the yeah. norm. And yeah. the new guys, for sure, oh my gosh. I remember well, my first dead body, too. Yeah. I'll never forget it. So, I love that you're telling this, but it, it makes sense because not many people in the regular civilian world
1: deal with Mm-mm. death yeah. in this Mm-mm. capacity. Especially the, ma- the manners that well, people it's, die it's in. It's a weird yeah.
3: feeling, though, bro. Like, when you first see a dead body, you're like, I remember, like, I had another dead body and the dude ended up drowning, like theoretically maybe he drowned maybe he OD'd but i remember like when they pulled him out of the water this was like he was he- you know, he was in a river and they pulled him out and when they pulled him out, medical was there and they're trying to like resuscitate him, dude, this dude has been in heaven for like 30, 45 <laughs> minutes. <bro. laughs> like there's, there's no resuscitation he ain't coming back. But I remember seeing that and it was, and this was my, uh, maybe fourth or fifth dead body at the time. And I'm just looking at him. It's a weird feeling, bro, because you're looking at this dead body and you're like, like Carlos was saying, it's like, it, like you just am like, are you going to wake up? You know, yeah. are you sleeping? Yeah. But like, you're looking at him you're like, dude, this guy's dead. You can genuinely look at somebody and be like. This dude has no, like, there's no soul in his body. Bro, but yeah, you have gone. to, well, you have he's to walk gone. around he's him departed. and you have yeah. to
2: like investigate, right? So yeah, there's bro. times where like they're laying yeah. there and they're dead and you're just like, is this guy going to go, ah,
3: <laughs> no, dude. No, i tell you? Sorry, Halloween city. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> did I
0: tell you? So I, I told it on the podcast and I told you guys this, I'll, I'll rehash real quick. And, and then we'll go back to micro. So we had a dead body recently where a guy killed himself mm-hmm. and we got into his apartment. He'd been down for like a week or so. And what he had done is he stabbed himself in the heart and then he had slit his own throat. And when he slit his own throat, he he did it so deep. He did it like three or four times, just cutting with his big ass knife, cutting all the way down to his vertebrae. And he laid down on the ground and all the blood spilled out around his head. Determined. And he still had the knife in his hand when I showed up on scene. And I'm clearing the building with the other guys, too. As we get to clear the building, I come around the corner. I see this dead body laying on the ground, but he was moving. And I was like, what the fuck? This guy's moving still. Like, oh, mm. shit. And he's got a knife in his hand. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, this guy raises up. I'm going to shoot him in his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then I realized why he's moving is because he had maggots mm. grown out <laughs> on his chest. Uh. All the maggots had piled up around his head because all the blood had freaking spilled out. They were writhing around. Because they were writhing around, I thought he was moving. I was ready to shoot this motherfucker because he was moving. Dude, that <laughs> was crazy. I thought a zombie. Central. Sometimes your eyes plays tricks on yeah, you, though. You play tricks.
2: I'm not going to talk about the guy because I'm going to let Mike talk. But there's a guy before that, like you and I were on, and I there's you look like he was breathing. And I'd look over him, mm. like, is this full breathing?
0: Yes, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah. I think I'm, I may have told that one. We can rehash yeah, yeah, it here yeah. in a second. Yeah, yeah, we'll let Mike we'll get talk.
3: over to Mike real quick. Dude, I had a step over spaghetti head. <laughs> and I made eye contact with Spaghetti <laughs> Head, bro. And I remember I was just like looking into him, and I'm like, my my guy's soulless. You know yeah. You look into his eyes. You look into the. They're just in different. Into, it's just a, it's a, a, capsule. It, it's it's a capsule. It's a capsule. It's different. Just, it's literally see. matter. It's just matter at We're, that point. Because we go on calls all the time that are like somebody's maybe potentially unconscious, and you'll like look at him, and you do you know, like, oh, this guy's alive. Yeah, like, this guy's alive. Like you know, and you look at this dude in his eyes, and you're like heaven. <laughs> you yeah. Know? You know, right. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: I don't know. My first dead body is in the jail, and that was. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a weird feeling because you can look at them and they're not breathing. It's like you Wait. should be breathing. Like, yeah. why are you not breathing? Yeah. Wake up. And then at another one right after that, where the fire department came in, and they hooked up that huge CPR machine. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw that. Yeah. Squeeze yeah. their chest, and it just beats. Yeah. It just oh, punches is it them where in they the have chest.
2: like a like something they put them on top of. Like
3: it's like a. Yeah. Like a table, almost. Well, they put that on the river monster guy. It was just like a, <laughs> a river <laughs> the river monster a little thing yeah. that goes, goes over, over their them? chest. Interesting. And then it just <laughs> and punches it just
2: beats them
1: like yeah. like they're doing CPR. Oh, yeah. So that was a crazy experience, yeah, like, just hearing everything just sure. crack and break. Oh, yeah, I'm like, oh, this wild. is this is weird. Yeah. But the one that probably beats your guy is I had a guy beats.
0: beats. Damn, what's F- the competition over spaghetti? Mm. Just
1: weight, just just weight wise. I don't think like spaghetti, yeah. not well, not being spaghetti wise. But so we well, we get there. And I'm not I'm not initial on this one either. Certain somebody is, but, but <laughs> um,
3: I can fix it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: it turn a kid
2: on his neck or something. <laughs> he squeezes so, really tight. He's like he's turning purple and blue.
3: Wake up!
2: <laughs>
1: wake up! <laughs> we go in there, morning, man, and, and it's just a disgusting house. Like the mom calls or whatever, Trail she's house. like. I haven't talked to him since last night. I haven't heard from him. Yeah. Since it's like it's last night? 40-year-old son or something living at her house. Loser. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. There, there's cobwebs, spiders. <laughs> there's like rats running around and stuff. And she's like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Like okay. Just casually? Yeah, just casually. Just like, he's dead in there. Mm. We're like, okay, so we go in. His whole bed is at like a forty-five degree angle because he weighs so much. He's like four hundred probably.
3: Just so, cause he weighs so much? Yeah, the, the whole <laughs> bed is shit. angled. Like it's a bunk bed you don't want to be on the bottom, bro. He's been
1: <laughs> he just weighs so much that so he's been sleeping and it just goes like that. Yeah. And it was like stomach's all purple and stuff and mm-hmm. about to burst because it's middle of summer. And uh it's hot. body snatchers come. Yeah. <laughs> and dude. At least they brought the A-team. Like, they brought all the Paulies in. Like, all the polys, bro. They were prepped. Because one, one of those Paulies came to another dead body that I was on, and he picked him up one-handed. Oh, dude. Just picked the dude up put bro. him in the bag one, part, handed, part time one handed one handed was he like so you're telling me rigor was set in then? yeah and he just picked him up one hand by his shirt so, put him in the bag grabbed the bag and put it in the truck this yeah, guy kind of
0: makes sense so rigor sets in and your body gets stiff as shit so it's not like that's flopping still a lot around. of weight though yeah mm. I, I'm not saying it's not yeah. yeah but a little easier to move around yeah. because So because they're not flopping all around
3: dude I will say this bro I had to bring in my fridge in my house <laughs> those were the guys the no the, Asian, no, the, the the these are, these fellows, were the guys they were the guy. yeah they're the guy bro so Well, they they brought the A-team
1: for this, and they try to pick this dude up, and they pick him up, but he can't fit in the body bag. He's that big. He was huge. (laughs) They get him into the body bag. They can't zip it up all the way because he's so big. So his stomach's like hanging out. His body's hanging out. They pick him up. He's so big they can't get him through the doorway. So they're banging him into the side. Ugh. The whole family is out front <laughs> in the front yard. Yeah. And they look at us, they're like, Can you guys like make a wall or something? So we have like
3: they don't want to see his big old
1: belly hanging out.
3: Well, it's not something <laughs> it's not something you
1: want to see. Your family member getting thrown around as they're dead. Like Yeah, it's true. I want So see it's like a bunch of that. cops, bunch of crime lab people, whole whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Just lining up and they start Carrying this guy out, his body's hanging out, but he's big. He, he couldn't fit in the body bag. It was awkward for the family. What'd you tell watching. him
3: when they asked you? The, I and mean, he was like, Hey, how much does he weigh? What'd you say? I wasn't initial, so I didn't. Oh, um, I wasn't the one you know telling what they him. Said? No, I don't. So,
2: this is your first dead body, though. So, since we're on topic of dead body, what's the most awkward dead body? The most awkward dead body, yeah. like, like with, with
1: the family or Just like something
2: that body? like threw you
3: off, like, Well, that's family. weird. That's family. Well, family. we're talking about family. Yeah. It was those five kids, because it's five, the five kids. So my, mine's,
1: I have one very similar to yours. What about
3: like mysterious or like well, weird. So when I walked out of that house, though, when I walked out of that house to go back to the patrol car, that one, like one of the kids is like, he asked me, he's like, "Is my mom okay?" And I'm like,
0: "No." You if know. you're walking back to your car and you're seeing
1: Sarah McLaughlin in yeah. your head, that's not awkward. That's unfortunate. If
3: you're bro, asking that question, the answer is no. So everybody, everybody comes out. Like we all know, everybody comes out a dead body. Really, like sergeants come out. Yeah. Everybody comes out. Right, crime lab comes out. Everybody comes out. Document everything. I walk out to the patrol car at the time, and uh I'm with I'm field training, and a kid. He's like, you know, it's like, hey, is my mom okay? Yeah, yeah. So my, <laughs> what did you say, bro? Yeah, well, I didn't say anything. I didn't, didn't know say what, shit. I, what am I supposed to tell the kid? You yeah. ignored the kid and walked away. Why well, did ignore a the kid? kid. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. That the initial officer was like, "Hey, we have social workers and what you Talk, say?
0: To, talk to the initial officer. Talk, don't yeah. talk to me. No, yeah. talk
3: to the chaplain. Don't talk
0: to
2: me. <laughs> I have calls waiting. <laughs> Hotspots are holding. <laughs> Hot spots are waiting. Hotspots
3: are waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't say shit to this kid because well, okay, so obviously, like, if I'm a you initial, bitched out, I bitched out. Yeah. Fuck you, Dude, you I, bro. It was, yeah. fir- it was my first. It was my first. I didn't know what to do. I <laughs> was awkward. I wasn't I looked at that dead body and I'm like, holy. So most of the time your 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 first dead body is gonna be like either an OD or like a heart attack, something like that. You see a dead body, you're like, Oh shit, yeah, this dude's like Or a suicide. Or a suicide, but not like <laughs> this, bro. How often do you say a first dead body is a girl that shot herself in her in her head in front of her five kids? Suicide. No, that's you don't you don't I, hear no, that. My, so my, my, my
1: mine was I, pretty similar. I think that was common. The first five kids gunshot suicide.
3: Five kids. You got five kids down the hall and you just no way, bro. That's not common. Just not that common it's not that common because suicide's it, common well suicide no. is yeah bro suicide but but yeah, in but front you're of your five like,
0: kids your five kids you, bro, because like, typically listen, hey hold on hold on hold on i'm not saying it never happens but if you get suicides and having your five kids right there no it's
3: not that. that's common. not common No. that's not no, common no, no, that's no, what no. No. i'm saying it's so, not that common so i'm already like i'm already like hot like i'm 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 uh not amped up but i'm like holy shit like this is crazy you're in shock i look at this girl got a freaking hold through like i'm just you know at the sad music the notes couple like, holes couple holes well two um and so i'm like i'm walking out of the house right because we get dismissed we are uh relieved we get relieved rather so we we leave there to go do other calls right because there's calls holding and so we're like okay so i'm our i'm trying to gather myself we go up to like a, a nearby gas station so i can you know normally bodily function i'm know, got to pee. So we go up there and I'm, I'm, and so when I'm leaving, I'm, I'm leaving and this kid's like, Hey, is my mom? Okay. I mean, I don't say shit to him, dude. I I'm not going to lie to you. I brand new officer. I'm like, I don't know what to tell this kid. What would I say? So word to word, what I said was nothing. And I walked the patrol car and left. (laughs) Cause I I don't know what to say to this kid. What do I say? I mean, what do I? I mean, you don't know what to say to this kid. There's nothing you could really say to this kid to be like. Cause you don't want to lie to him. And be like, oh yeah, everything's fine. You don't want to say like, oh no, yeah, your mom's like no, she's no, she's, no, she's no, passed away. Your mom has passed away. You don't want to say any of that because it's did they it's have tough. There? Yeah, they had five okay. kids, but but I'm pretty sure that the initial officer had social workers that were coming to like was talk the to chaplain the there? No, dude. Okay, no, bro. The chaplain was not utilized at this time. Mm. So there were social workers on the case, on the way to oh, talk yeah, to best. these. To, use to my understanding, these the social workers are on the way to talk to these kids, which is, which is like an absolute awesome resource that we have, right?
2: It's awesome
0: in that circumstance, right there. Chaplains are the best. Oh chaplains yeah, at are that moment, best.
2: yeah. Well, you got family, mm-hmm. you got kids, you got like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. But when you
3: have a death like that. Damn, chaplains, chaplains are the, the biggity bombed Well, I remember. So one time I had a okay. So we had to do a death notification. I was still on FTO, I was still field training, and my field training officer, great guy, absolutely great guy. He's a you know a, an absolute. Your stud. initial? Yeah, I'm initial on this. Yeah, no,
0: your initial field trainer. Nope, different my, guy. No, different Who guy. Who was it?
3: Canine guy. Chris. Oh, he's a great guy. Great guy. He's an yeah, absolute. No, a he's salt of the earth. Stud, he's a great man. Dude stud he like he knows exactly how to like he just can explain things really easy, and he's like, "Hey, this is either he's like, this is gonna be shitty, or you know, like we'll figure this out. Like it's fine, man. He's like he's a great dude. He's a great guy. He's like, he's like one of my really good friends now. Like one of my best friends. I talk to him almost daily. But so we go to this death notification, right? And he's like, and so before we even get there, he's like, "Hey, is there a chaplain available?" He calls out on the radio. He's like, "Is there a chaplain?" He calls one of the main, like the main chaplain, right? And so he calls him. He's like, "Hey, man, can you come out to this? We have a dead body, death notification, dude." I knock on this girl's door. I'm like. The <laughs> cat you know, knocking. She comes to the door and she's like, hey, what's up? I say, hey, police department, so here's the circumstances. Do you know this individual? And she goes, yeah, that's my ex-husband. He's a fucking piece of shit. Fuck him. You know, we're divorcing. Fuck him. It's so I go, okay. All right. Can you just, like you know, sit down for me for a minute? So She sits down and, I, and I'm next to her and I go, hey, so unfortunately so-and-so has passed away. And she goes, what do you mean he's passed away? He's 45 years old. I go, hey, I understand. Unfortunately, another officer found him. He's passed away. We're not exactly sure of how he's passed away, but we know right now. And I just want to be the person that's here for you so we can be here in person and talk to you about it. And so, I mean, this lady just, she breaks, man, she breaks and she's bawling and she's freaking crying. And I'm, I don't know what to say to her. And so I'm trying to talk to her. And I'm like, Hey, you know, like, I'm, I'm so sorry. And you know, like, what, what, what can I do for you? I can't imagine what you're experiencing right now for your loss. Like, what can I do to help? And she's just sitting there. She's bawling. So the chaplain does show up. And man, I got to tell you, chaplains are the move on deaths. I called the chaplain the other day on a death notification. It was the same time. It was like when I, when I so happily saw that kid that, you know, his radio traffic was a little atrocious. <laughs> a terrible a terrible but yeah I went to a death notification just to talk to the lady about like, her brother who had passed away and, and the guy he ended up calling me back he's like hey you know well, what's going on and I, I tell him it's like one in the morning I'm like hey this is what's going on you know her brother had passed away and uh, and uh he's like well what did you do and I said well I left the detective because it's not in our jurisdiction I left the detective's phone number I got her phone number I passed that along to the detective everything I can do at the time I did and uh I notated it all and make sure that it was all like, you know, in the notes and he goes, well, let's go back. And I, you know, I'm like, well, I'm on another call right now. Like I can't go back right now. And he goes, well, dude, I tell you right now, like these situations, it you don't want it to be a phone call. You want to be there in person because yep two human presences, you yep. being there as a human being with your energy and your like actual empathetic emotions, Yep, that completely changes Absolutely. the notification. And I got to tell you, chaplains are 110% they're just—they're just great guys. They they're do just,
0: better than you can. A hundred percent. They understand it. They understand. They, empathize. they can help some, somebody out way better. Like honestly, I don't want to say that I'm a, a stone, but I kind of am when it comes to like death notifications. It's—it's it's just like I've—I've d- I've done so many. I've seen so many. I don't have the empathy. It's hard for me to put me in somebody else's shoes because I put that wall up because I want to protect myself. For sure. That's everybody. <laughs> the the chaplains—they can really. Yeah, it's a self-preservation. Self- Preservation, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
3: Well, and every time I talk to a chaplain, like I talked to him on the phone, I tell him about circumstances, right? Like the last time, like, so this this gal, she didn't answer the door for her brother, he didn't answer the door. And I'm like, there's nothing else I could have done. I can't, obviously, I can't force entry, I can't make her come out and talk to me. Mm-hmm. So I leave everything with a friend desk. Hey, make sure she calls his number. Don't tell her anything, call this number. She can talk to the detective. Here's my phone number. I call the chaplain. And every time he hangs up the phone before he says anything, he's like, hey, man, you know, I love you so much, brother. Like, let me know if you need to, you need to reach out for anything. I don't care if it's personal. I don't care if it's career related. Like, I love you, brother. Like, just like, I'm here. And like that, that alone, like somebody saying, yeah. like, I'm here for you. Yeah. I support you. Like, no matter what you need to talk they about, really you call me at anytime, well, place, anywhere. Care, which is, they, they care. Yeah, it's yeah, weird because yeah, it's a chat Because yeah. you think a chaplain would be the same as
2: us where we're like, it's where we just see death all the time and they yeah. just be the same way, but they're not.
3: They're not, not at all. Yeah. It's a different, uh, different mindset, I guess. Yeah. I feel like talking to your brothers in the department yeah. is like, for me, it's always been like, you can talk to them about anything and they, they understand what you're talking about. Sure. They can like empathize, like they can relate to you. They're like, Hey, this is maybe, this is what I would do. When you talk to a chaplain, it's like, it's a different experience. I don't really know how to explain no. it, but it's like, they just, like, well, they, they, they get it, but they also like the things they provide to you are like they're different type of responses that you get from like your brothers in the department.
0: And you're seeing that more and more now. Mm -hmm. But we live on a certain level where we're trying to help the public Mm -hmm. but also trying to protect ourselves from PTSD. Yeah. A little bit, you know. We are. oh yeah. That's real. Trying to protect ourselves from that stuff that could possibly happen to us. Damage that's mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, stuff like that that could happen.
3: What's interesting about what you said though is one night I'm back at the department and I'm writing up reports that, you know, you'll probably reject. Do I? But a chaplain Do comes Do I? Up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you probably should. <laughs> okay. But so a chaplain comes up to me. I'm writing this report. You know, I say, you know, hey, how you doing? Like I know him fairly well, right? We've gone on like multiple like that notifications together, suicides together, whatever. I know him fairly well he goes up to me, he gets in the car and he's talking to me. He's, he's sitting in the car with me and he says, Hey, are you doing okay? And then, yeah, you know, everything's fine. You know, like I'm fine. And he genuinely authentically as a human being says, do you know anybody that's currently experiencing anything that you think I can potentially help with? And I go, I mean, dude, I'm a new guy, man. I don't know everybody on like that personal level yet. Like I know like a handful of guys on a personal level, but I don't know every single person. Right. And he goes, well, I think you have my work phone number. Here's my personal phone number. If you need anything, call me on this number. If you know anybody within the department, I don't care if I know them or not, give them this phone number. Call me 24-7. I don't care if it's 4 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever time of the day. Have them call me. I'll talk about whatever they're going through and we'll figure it out because every single problem is fixable and there's nothing that's worth potentially ending your life going through a dark spout that you that's why they're that there, I'm huh? not there to show up for right that's exactly awesome. yeah I'm not there to show up for this individual it's awesome it's it's amazing right and it's so amazing. it's like I, I love this guy right I absolutely love this guy and I call him I know we have multiple chaplains, but this is the guy I always call because he's, he, to me, he's the guy, right? He's the, he's the you of the chaplains. It's like, exactly. He's the guy I call. I'm like, Hey man, I, I need, I need this guy to show up. I know this guy on a personal level. I know that he's going to show up for me. I know he's going to show up for you. He's going to show up for a stranger. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. I have a story that kind of goes along with this. So we had a death in the middle of the night, like three or 4 a.m. And it was a little three-year-old who had died. Mm. Unknown causes. No trauma, but just weird, right? Mm-hmm. And so we get dispatched out there. An initial officer and a backing officer. And both of them together had like two years total. Somewhere in that region, right? Kind of like you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew that, that was going to be tough. So I went out there as well. We get there and the family's completely distraught. Cops get there and they're kind of dealing with, they're getting distraught. So I'm watching this and I'm like, I should probably do something to help these guys out. So made a phone call, called up the chaplains, got a hold of our boy. Is it our guy? Big dub. He's the guy call always answers and i say hey man we've got a tough situation out here family's freaking out three-year-old just died and my cops are having a tough time too and without hesitation he's like i'll be there
3: that's him man
0: and that guy showed up within 30 minutes i mean 3 a.m 4 a.m in the morning the guy shows up in 30 minutes takes the family aside consoles them and then takes my cops aside and says hey man what can i do for you guys i'm here for you and you know down the road he followed with him he made sure they were good to go he's, he's a really good so dude. pretty cool Pretty awesome. Shifting gears here a little bit. So, straight out of FTO, you guys got put on my squad with a bunch of senior guys. But now we're coming up on a shift bid, which will be dependent upon your seniority, which you have none. So, you'll probably be on a squad
3: with a bunch of new guys. So... What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, when they say we have a bid, it's like no. you don't have a bid, bro. <laughs> you, don't it's have like, a, you have what's left over. <laughs> it's like, hey, you're more than welcome to bid on a schedule you want. The only fucking option. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah.
2: no, no. No, I had a choice. I chose your dad. Yeah, I worked for him before, but he had back problems, so I guess he was like out on light duty. No, he broke his back. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You told. Spinal. He fell off a what Some was Mike it? Spino. No, he, he fell off a. S- he fell off a ladder or something yeah, like he that. Broke his fucking <laughs> yeah, something like that. Because
0: he builds houses on
2: the side. Yeah.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah, wow. my dad, he builds houses on the side, you know, from being a cop, and he uh, taught me all that stuff, so I actually built houses, too. Built this house. Really? You were
2: the country. <laughs> Everything, you see, that's what I did. Dang. I no am way. Him. You did all this stuff? No Dude, kidding. that's a fucking no kidding, man, bro. bro. That's a man. That is. And I wish I could do that, but I can't. And really? I'll, I'll, 100%. I With can't, your heritage? I can't do this shit. <laughs> you kidding me? I can cut. you, know, you came not my heritage I can cut grass. You see grass in here?
3: (laughs) Hey, man, your lawn. Where's the grass in
2: this basement? I don't see no grass. (laughs) Hey,
3: your lawn looking really long, man. (laughs) Let
2: me take care of that. No
3: problem, my friend.
2: Dude, there's a big difference between a lawn and a house. (laughs) No. You work a weed whacker better than I've ever seen. I can't can't weed whack a basement into shape, dude. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) So when I went through,
3: when I was was 19, maybe 20, I remember going through, I remember. (laughs) Bro. But dude. dude, when I was 19, I remember that I was like, so my dad, my dad's a blue collar guy. My sure. dad's like, Hey bro, I wish I was every single thing. Well, dude, you no, can no, be bro.
2: I can, but okay. I'm just telling you, I was, I didn't grow up that way though. I'm telling you, I wish I did have a father who had like, who me knew too. how to fucking build a basement or fucking build a house. You know dude, what I'm saying? Like, I wish I knew yeah. that shit, but I don't. And,
3: and dude, that's, you know, and like that, that shit, you take that for granted. Dude. Sure. When you're growing up, it's like every dad knows how to fix everything. You hold the fucking flashlight for dad. Dad yells at you. You feel shitty about yourself. And
2: Bro, like, my you know, dad would say, go get me this, whatever like tool he would call. Yeah. And half, I'm, fucking, I'm literally in first grade. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And he literally beat the shit out of me because I didn't know where the fuck that tool was. <laughs> Like, Where's the, the goddamn fuck? Alan Wrench? Oh, yeah, go get me that Alan Wrench. I'm like, where the fuck is Alan? I'm yeah. <laughs> like, Alan, where are you? Yeah.
3: Well, dude, it's, it gets worse, bro. My dad would be like, give me a half inch. i looked down my pants, bro. I couldn't find <laughs> it. <laughs> but, dude, Shit. You no, know, you hold a flashlight for Different your dad. Times. You know, your dad you oh, yell yeah. at you and your And if like, you didn't ah. hold it right, he'd fucking smack you, you, you in the head. You fucking half-aborted motherfucker. Because you didn't yeah. fucking hold it right. Exactly. Because you, you didn't point it at the right direction. My dad, bro. My dad. I mean, dude. I'll promise my dad, bro. My dad. I and mean, yeah. My mom was a stay-at- mom yeah dude but bro that's that's a yeah, good that's dad dude weird. obviously child abuse is the thing bro no, he didn't abuse
2: me he just fucking taught me some shit yeah, yeah. He taught
0: you some shit bro through abuse
2: yeah. but i wouldn't, physical we wouldn't force. they call that abuse today but it wasn't abuse no, right. no, no back
3: then back bro then. No, no there was no such thing bro yeah yeah exactly no, agree, bro so right. you're you're kind of uh what do you say uh contradictory you're be arresting people for child abuse when you got abused yourself <laughs> are you kidding
2: me dude you know every time i get called on child abuse i really figure that fucking shit out and i yes, talk to yes. the kids and if i know it's not child abuse i look at the kids yeah. and say you better get your shit hey together.
3: bro that pokemon right. card wasn't worth it but you got to investigate it so then you go you have it. to investigate it but bro i have a full italian mom and you know the time
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I know. Yeah,
3: bro, feisty, bro. I'll tell you right now, those moms, bro, they they, they utilize their tools, bro. They it's gotta, old, school. It's they, old they, school. They whip, they they smoke, they stir some pasta sauce with that wooden spoon, but and that's also then, a child and then you beater.
2: Got, Yeah, and then you got pasta that's sauce over beater. your face, which is
3: extra terrible, bro, because yeah. it's hot. Yeah, you know they'll they'll whoop your ass, bro. They'll whoop your ass. You probably but, deserved it though. Oh, dude, I know I'm a male, bro. When she beats my ass with that spoon, I'm like, I'm a fucking man, <laughs> right? It's like, oh shit, <laughs> I'm <am> a male. <laughs> no, dude, I I when i was a kid i used to draw pictures of my mom and be like oh you're you're so freaking mean i draw like ugly like pictures titanic
2: over. pictures or what are we talking about no not titanic <laughs> pictures
3: bro i'm talking like conjuring pictures sure. i'm like, oh, this <laughs> like this is you i hold
2: up to her back this is you oh
3: dude she chased me around that spoon of course dude. she did because that's
2: disrespectful
3: it is disrespectful and like thank <laughs> god i had that discipline when i was a kid because yeah. i would have turned up like mm, some of the people i'll we tell you you're a with. good dude right now i would have been arrested for uncoverable. Probably for ungovernable. What's worse? A mom that's like, hey, my kid needs to be disciplined. I'm a beat I'm a beat his ass with a wooden spoon that's fresh out of pasta. Or an ungovernable where it's like, I can't control my nope. kid. No. Exactly. My don't mom, call the cop. My, don't my call mom, the cop. No, don't call the cop. I'm a dad, bro. Yeah,
2: me too. How old's your dad, though? I want to know. He's an old fella. He's like, uh, he's retired now.
3: He's, well,
2: uh, you can be retired in our age, what, 50, early 50s, well, late I'll 40s. Well, I'll tell you right now,
3: people don't tire at fucking 50, dude. Well, if you can if you had guy, a pension, bro, if you got they, a pension with us. You ain't got and no pension. you're on the 20-year, you're 20 years, right, Carlos, you ain't got no pension. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not going to last 25 no. years in law enforcement. No, dude, I don't last five minutes. But I got anyways. maybe
2: I got maybe five more years in law enforcement.
3: You don't think so? I bet you could do it. No, I'm not doing 25.
2: My, Dad, my dad has it, a business. Bro. He wants me to take it over. He's a multimillionaire and he wants me to take over his business. Dude,
3: honestly, bro, there's nothing wrong with lawn care. but <laughs> so... <laughs> It's not lawn care, I promise. My bad. Weed whacking. I like the feisty. It reminds me of my mom, bro.
2: If your dad's out there working, making money, then your mm-hmm. mom should be able to whoop your ass with bro, a my spatula mom... or something. So my mom is a feisty. Old school. That's old school. Yeah, no, that's why you're not questioning your gender.
3: Not until I get Office of the Chief.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're not taking a knee, bro is he still
3: alive by the way am i just first of all bro fuck you but no no yeah, yeah, i don't no, know he's still alive I, no no <laughs> really
2: i don't know man i don't i don't that's a that's, yeah. a, that's a real question no, no. i don't know if your parents are still alive no, my,
3: my dad my dad is thriving bro so my, your dad's alive my, your mom your mom's my, alive so my dad's retired my okay. mom my mom's still I working she works like at the school by like but around the corner from the house some people
2: parents are dead i
3: don't know <laughs> yeah dude i heard it's not like a fucking regular thing for parents to die mm, <laughs> bro i know you're young bro i'm thir- i'm almost 40 so that's why well dude i'll tell you bro as a 20 six-year-old fucking male dad and mom they're not dead they're okay (laughs) No, no, bro, they're not dead. Bro, they're I don't okay. know. Dude, I had family members of, of parents. Dude, I have family
2: members of parents that Guys, have cancer and so died. So Kyle's parents?
3: Yeah. Still alive. Okay. Good. Hey, just,
2: to, just Mike, to verify. are your parents still alive? All right, yeah, they're still alive, bro. Okay. I don't know, bro. You, you're you're kind of talking about him like he's like he's gone and passed away. I don't know.
3: So everything I learned from my life is like everything you work for, bro, you earn. Like nothing is given to you and don't expect anything from anybody because you need a fucking, you work your ass off for everything. Would you, you
2: say have. you learned to be a man from your mom or your
3: dad well my mom's a woman so probably my dad <laughs> <laughs> hold on but your mom you said your
2: mom handed you some fucking justice though so my mom beat the shit the, out of that's me.
3: what i'm saying that's dude, why i bring it up first time i ever got in a fucking fist fight my mom beat the fuck out of me <laughs> because you had a fist fight well i so i got in the car last bro. Week. my mom oh did last I week it, yeah last week no <laughs> it was dude like I'll, five days bro, ago <laughs> i'll never i'll never forget the some story. transient so, so did you I'm, beat that transient up? so i'm leaving i'm <laughs> Bad leaving, kyle Man. So I'm like, <laughs> so I'm leaving I'm leaving baseball practice. Okay. I mean the boys, bro. We get in the car. My mom's driving like a little bit.
2: having a couple beers. This little league. I was I was having I was a in, couple beers.
3: I was in <laughs> So we pop a couple of coronas <laughs> with the lime. No, so I'm I'm leaving yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm leaving uh middle school baseball. Oh, all right. Where are you at? What state?
2: <laughs> I, does he speak Spanish?
3: <laughs> yeah, dude. No bro, he doesn't. I, yes, I yes
2: I do. You speak Spanish? Yeah, I do. Okay. mi verga. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that Carlos. means hello and how are you, <laughs> hey, Carlos? Hey,
3: Carlos, uh, ¿qué pasó? Me <laughs> I don't you said what, what's happening okay, passo, yeah so what's happening my friend okay yeah yeah okay so come on, everything's good bro why what's up well everything's good bro that's not how you respond why, dude you Absolutely. say uh, bien y tu which means I'm good how are you oh, okay hold on hold on bien, bien y okay. Okay. tu bien y tu bien y tu oh good okay. oh. oh
2: yeah et tu uh, you're mixing gracias. vietnamese and spanish at the same oh, time
3: I know. speaking of vietnamese speaking of spanish vietnamese Stop. I can do everything <laughs> but yeah no so my mom's picking me up
0: your mom is picking you up <laughs> well boys on that note I'm pretty sure we've reached our quota of 37% if you know you know so probably have to end it there in all reality guys we gotta wrap this puppy up thanks for tuning into this episode of the rookies it was a lot of fun we got off the rails but you know what hopefully you guys enjoy it check out our social medias facebook youtube instagram tiktok the only fans at three cops one mike and
1: always remember stay savage stay strapped or get clapped have a good night dirty sanchez
0: have a nice night